Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The Dow is down 236. The Nasdaq's down 248. Or as we call it, another day in the Biden administration lifetime. Oh, good Lord. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What? What you doing, boo? Can I call you boo? Are we that close? All right, boo. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. That is the number. Playing a little bit of Ask Tony Mostly Anything right now. Go on. Ask anything. I can handle it. 833-468-8669-833. Got Tony. Remember, the markets are certainly different than what we obtain or, or what we deal with, what we see on in, on Midwest Main Street. What we're dealing with, what we're paying attention to, well, this is, this is different because Wall Street is not playing in real life. They just don't. And there was a story about one more thing to think about because what you need clearly is one more thing to think about, one more thing to keep your your eyes on. In central Indiana, hospitals are overwhelmed by surges of RSV cases. What's RSV? Respiratory syncytial virus. What's respiratory syncytial virus? It's kind of interesting. Really, really young kids is what we're talking about here. Real, real infants, one, two. And what happens is when you have a, a cold and you've got uh, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the phlegm. That's how I feel about phlegm, which is spelled with a P-H and then an L uh, and then G-M. P-H-L-E-G-M. That's phlegm. Even the word is the word spelled disgusting. Never mind the phlegm itself. When you have a cold, you can you can expel it, right? You have something in your chest, you can cough it up. It's gross, but whatever. Your nose, you can get it out. Kids have a very hard time doing this because they haven't learned how to utilize the muscles in that way. So the the this this grossly this mucus stays with them, and so that's what builds out. The, the, this virus, it comes in waves, and of course it comes in winter as compared to summer. Kids are in closer proximity, and they're indoors. Summer, they're outdoors, and they're running all over the place like a bunch of morons. And you, you're jealous of them because you know your knees can't keep up with that stuff. So there is this increase in cases going on in central Indiana, and hospitals are seeing a lot of people. I don't know yet whether or not this is something that you concern yourself with or this is something where parents have started to get into a little bit of a twitch. They got so freaked by COVID that anything that could possibly be something is now a reason to clog up an emergency room. And it's a little hard to blame them. You got to take a breath. It was oh what what's that? so a month ago month and a month and a half ago month no month and a half ago. Um, uh, 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 my 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 youngest 
was fine and then wasn't feeling great. And the next thing you know, fever of 103 and a half. Now you're starting to get into the place where you're like, well, that's a problem. 103 and a half and then a tick a little higher. Okay, let's go. Let's let let's go uh, t- take uh, uh, the youngster and figure out what the heck is going on. Tested for everything. Negative all the way around. Next day felt great. I don't argue that there aren't reasons to check out an ER or a clinic or anything else like that. When I see that they're discussing that hospitals are, are full, I say, is this a, a question of people just being a little fearful and a little um, worrywart because of what COVID wrought? But what's interesting about RSV is that RSV during COVID was like nowhere. It was nowhere. And people were like, that's weird. RSV is nowhere. And then summer came last summer and people started opening up a little bit more. Not this past summer, the summer before. Things started opening up a little bit more. And in the summer, RSV cases were at a high. And people were like, what in the world? But once you start understanding it, it comes out pretty logical. Kids were isolated, so therefore they didn't share any of this virus with each other. But then in the summer when they were able to play together, they were near each other, even though it was still summer and they were still running around like crazy people. They were still actually closer to each other than they had been, thus an increase in RSV cases. This isn't something to lose your head about. This is something to be aware of. Is it possible that the variant is worse? Sure. Meaning the strain of it, like, like we see with flu. Panic will do nobody any good. Panic in this situation is absolutely worth it. Uh, worth less, not worth it at all. Neither, by the way, is growth. So it's, it's, it's kind of a one-two punch. There was the story about how uh, Kroger is buying Albertsons, and they're spending... $24 billion to do it. $24 billion with a B, my dear people. I did not realize. I, I, I'm going to get the numbers slightly wrong, but but I'm, I'm close enough for, for, for government work. Uh, the, the Kroger people, through all their stores, have like 2,600 stores. And Albertsons, through all its stores, because Albertsons has Safeway and some others, they've got like 22, 2300 stores. So it's 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 nuts. Kroger's is gonna buy uh, Kroger's gonna buy uh, Albertsons. There is a moment where you have to take advantage of the opportunity in front of you. And even in this market, I think it's a really good, worthy reminder that sometimes in these markets, this is when you build. This is when you grow. In in the world of advertising, for example, people often see markets like this. Okay, let's bring down the advertising. Let's conserve the dollars. Wrong. Absolutely, positively wrong. This is when you continue advertising. You want to reach people. You want to be the name they remember in these times because when the good times come back and everybody's advertising, you're already the name that they know. Oh, you better believe it could hurt right now. You better believe that you got a sacrifice right now to get it done. But if you are engaging an entrepreneurial spirit of any kind, yes, that's the thing to do. 
Business is constant definition and redefinition. Constant. And now is the time to make sure people know who you are. That is imperative. And so Kroger taking this opportunity, well, the opportunity struck. Uh, How they were going to engage the financing, even with interest rates as criminally insane as they are right now. That's a really interesting story, a really interesting deal. Go the other way. People saying, you know what? Expansion isn't going to happen. But it's not because we don't want to. It's because culture refuses to let us. And this is the story of Wawa. Wawa, Ryan, Ryan's working the board today, producing today. Ryan, have you ever heard of a Wawa? I have not. Okay, so, by the way, thank you for being so animated. Uh, Wawa is a convenience store. It's, It's like, think of it as a Circle K, but clean and great, great, great coffee. Although lately Circle K actually has had good coffee and I'm willing to fight about that. Um, uh, and and uh, and they do food. Like uh, growing up in, in Jersey, and Wawa I think is based out of Philly. I think that's where they started. Uh, and then they were in Southern Jersey. Now they're all, all up and down the East Coast. Uh, people go for lunch there. Construction guys, that was lunch. And not just construction guys, suit and tie guys. That was lunch. That's where you went. It was like this is a this is a, a convenience store. What do you? Uh, unbelievable. Um, they have had huge, huge growth, and they're in Philadelphia. And just about a month ago, we discussed a flash mob in Philadelphia that walked into a Wawa and stole everything in sight and created thousands of dollars worth of damage. And so Wawa is now saying, you know what? Maybe we won't expand into the city. Maybe Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Oh, hot, 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 hot. That's hot. Hot take indeed. Uh, not so brotherly, not so much love. Maybe we should skip it. And so they're looking at skipping it. We have these plans to grow and be a tax base and offer jobs and all of these things that Philadelphia should want and desire. But they won't stop the flash mobs. They won't stop uh, these kids and these adults who steal with reckless abandon. They won't engage their own prosecutor, their own DA, who is a child. Wasn't it the mayor of, uh, of Philadelphia who danced, literally did a little dance when they got named a sanctuary city? That's not something to be proud of. Why don't you just give your residents the finger? Well, now these things, this lack of prosecution, this hatred of police, and you have government in Philadelphia that has um, buoyed this theory. Now it's coming back to them uh, in, in, in the ways of uh, the dollars and cents. Me... I wouldn't mind some Wawa's in central Indiana. I mean, we, we got Speedway, right? Well, that's owned by 7-Eleven. I, I, I should really check and see if I can find a Slurpee there. Uh, then, then you got the get-go, and that's the same thing as Giant Eagle, which is actually Market District. So if anyone's been to Market District in, in, in Carmel, that's also get-go. It's all part of the same uh, group right there. Uh, then, then, then we've got, um, well, well we, Rickers was bought by, by get-go. I, aren't those the big two right now? Yeah, I'd say those are the big two, right? And neither one of them sponsors of my shows. Terrible. Hate those people. So we could use another one. 
But when you do not believe in the business world, you don't have a city that grows. And no matter what people say or think, without the businesses, no city builds. No city grows. It cannot happen. People come for the jobs and they like the convenience. And then from there, other things can grow and build. The arts and everything else. You want to be able to create this mix. You want to be able to move things in some level of, of, of tandem. But nothing happens. If you tell the business community, no, 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 the criminals are the good guys, and so we're clear, they are criminals. You loot a Wawa, you're a criminal. That's the end of the ball game. We're not debating here. It isn't bigoted or sexist or racist. Because I'm going to ask that person who calls me a bigot or a sexist or a racist to become a kissist. Do you know what that is? Uh, that's where they kiss my anyway. It's a great lesson here. Opportunities are to be had even in bad markets. But none of these opportunities are realized when you have a crime-ridden city, a dangerous city, when you have an elected populace that refuses to do anything about it. And we should note, we should note that there are too many cities which are run by Democrats that refuse to do anything about it. One should ask, how come we can elect so many Republican governors, but we cannot elect in cities Republican mayors? Which tells you where the Republican Party, as a party, really needs to start putting their focus. Oh, well, we can't do that after all. Uh, these, these are Democratic strongholds because cities and urban centers and people of color. Now that's some bigoted nonsense. I'm Tony Katz. And you can't walk through a supermarket without seeing these price increases. Overall prices up 8.2% in September from a year ago. That's not keeping up with wages, which are up 5%, meaning those paychecks aren't covering the major increases. And we're seeing these big jumps in prices in areas like rents, like medical care, daycare, and of course food. So take a look at the grocery store in every aisle. You see it in dairy products and coffee up almost 16%. Chicken up more than 17%. A carton of eggs today runs about $2.90, almost 30% higher than where it was a year ago. Rents are also a big factor here. You look at a one-bedroom apartment, the average right now, $1,200 a year ago. That is now up about $500 to more than $1,700 a month. And that's at the same time that mortgage rates are near 20-year highs. That means buying a house is hard to do, out of reach for a lot of Americans. Renting a place is also a difficult one. And the Who let that radical right-winger onto the radio? Who let her do a report? I need to see HR immediately. Somebody get me. I don't know who's in charge of HR. Kim, Kim, get down here. I have an HR complaint. Somebody let a right winger onto TV and onto radio on Tony Katz today and talk about the economy being bad. Oh, oh, that, oh, that, that, that was ABC. That was ABC. Oh, oh, oh. Well, well, well. In 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 that case, uh, never. Uh, Never mind. Never mind. We'll uh, 
We'll just move on to something else. <laughs> Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. Happy to talk. Happy to get, I, I said I was going to ask Tony mostly anything. F- feel free. Holy McMackerel. And uh, it's not just the food, as we have been discussing. Everybody is discussing uh, going up. Netflix will now charge $6.99 a month for its ad-supported plan. But resist, we much. We must and we will much about that be committed. I agree, Al Sharpton. Absolutely. So it's at $6.99 a month. It's a dollar less than Disney Plus and Hulu with commercials. Commercials will be 15 or 30 seconds in length and play before and during the content. Or, of course, you can pay for one of the other ad uh, services. But, yes, they got to make their money somehow, and the ads are coming. So the question is, uh, how many services are you willing to pay for? And uh, how many ads are you willing to deal with? Because there are some shows on Hulu that have ads, and it's um, super annoying. It's super, super annoying. Uh, We deal with it because exactly how much are we supposed to spend. But then I watch shows on Netflix that don't have ads. Do they ever have ads on Netflix? They never had ads on Netflix. I don't even remember right now. So now if I'm watching, let's say I'm trying to catch up on The Blacklist. Which is cool and campy all at the same time. I haven't figured out if I if if I dig. I'm only in the second season. I haven't figured out if I dig it. Um, I, I'm not a fan of Spader's wardrobe, but I really, really do like the private jet. Because that's the only way to do anything. That's obvious. It is clear that, it, that if Urban One really wants me to stay, private jet. Private, why? What, what, who are they saving it for? Who they say that's what I'm saying. I mean, let's let's see if they're really committed. But everything is going up, and there's no end in sight. And there are people still, as I've been discussing in this administration, who want to tell you that everything is fine. Nope. And yes, you are not the only one making hard decisions and making cuts and looking at the kids saying, sorry. And you're right to do it. You gotta make sure you're in a position to take care of yourself. And where you can make the cuts for your own personal budget? I get it. This is Tony Katz today. So I guess there's a little bit of weirdness going on with Twitter. Uh, And when I say a little bit of weirdness, uh, I mean standard operating procedure for Twitter uh, that uh, conservatives or people on the political right are losing followers. Just all of a sudden, randomly, boom, gone. Byron York over there at the Washington Examiner notes that Richard Grinnell, formerly of the Trump team, now with Newsmax, is down 13,000 people. And similar accounts are down proportionally similar numbers. And how if you check with people on the left, it does not show the same drops. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. That is the number. I'll take your calls. Coming up in a little bit. And so I'm like, 
All right, I'm, I don't spend as much time on Twitter as these guys, but I'll take a look. I'm down. I'm down. I don't know why, but this is uh, Twitter. Maybe that maybe they got rid of the bots. Maybe they finally got rid of all those bots that uh, that Bob Iger, formerly of Disney, and that uh, Elon Musk have been talking about, and uh, and, th- and that's what does it. But they only got rid of the bots that are affecting the political right. See, you see, uh, the political left, they're no, no bots. They're all real people and real followers doing real things. But, uh, but the um, political right, that uh, th- those bots had to be uh, destroyed. I'm like, I'm so slipping into Norm MacDonald. Because you see, the, uh, the bots, uh, they're, uh, they're, contro- they're controlled by China. And China, they're... Uh, they want to tie you up and put you on a train and put you in a labor camp where you build phones that they want to sell to the rest of the world. But uh, uh, at least you get uh, free housing. I'm assuming that's a joke Norm would do. I'm assuming, oh, gone too soon. Gone too soon, Norm. My goodness gracious. I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's social media. It's, it's Twitter. You don't trust these people. You never have. One of the stories uh, going on is the story of the soup. Maybe you have uh, seen the story of the soup. You have these two ridiculous, pathetic activists. They're climate activists, don't you know? And so they take a couple of cans of tomato soup and throw it at a Van Gogh painting. They then drop down to their knees where they apply crazy glue to their hands, or at least to their left hand, and then apply the left hand to the wall behind them. They threw soup onto a piece of art, and then they crazy glued themselves to the wall. And then they decided this was a fine perch from which they should lecture us uh, um, normal people. What is worth more, art or life? Is it worth more than food, worth more than justice? Are you more concerned about the protection of a painting or the protection of our planet and people? I don't want to live on a planet where I can't have art. So your move, kid. Your move, you little imp child. God, I have so many things to say. Uh, Ryan, will you do me a favor? Uh, check with, with upper management. Uh, I, I, let me hand you this list of four-letter words that I have. See if I can use those. You think that we should stop oil. They're actually wearing shirts that say just stop oil. It's actually an organization in the UK. And so the answer is destroy art or attempt to destroy art and glue yourself to a wall. I'm a man with a theory. I believe that you got to have in this life an end game. It's not just a Marvel movie. You got to see the whole board searching for Bobby Fischer. It's the greatest line in top five lines in a movie. How about that? Don't move until you see it. You got to see the whole board. It's the kid. It's Ben Kingsley. 
You got to see it. Tell me what the game plan was here. Well, I'll give you the game plan from these two worthless activists. And guys, uh, remember, never have children with these people. These children will grow up to be morons. Guaranteed, guaranteed, you will be the father of a moron. Do not, do not get yourself involved with these women. I know what they say about crazy women. I have heard those stories. You do not want any part of this. They glued themselves to a wall. So what was their end game? Throw soup on a painting, glue yourself to a wall, and then lecture whoever's around. Now what happens? Well, the end game is, of course, that the the police come and they they there's some some medical professionals come and there's some kind of solvent that they use to dissolve the glue or they'll have to cut the wall and look at the damage they created and then they'll have to go to a hospital where they'll be checked and they'll be all cleaned up at the taxpayer expense, mind you, because it's Great Britain and uh, good on that socialist socialist medicine like a dream, I tell you. And then these kids will get to go home and some of their moron friends will tell them how proud they are of them. Their end game is predicated on the decency of us. Their end game is based on the idea that we will clean them up and send them on their way. I think that's stupid. I know, I know, I don't use the words dumb or stupid on the air. But let's face it, it is. Because I don't think we should take tax dollars of anybody to help these two. Because they never considered my end game. And I think I've got myself a pretty good end game. First, why are you wasting tomato soup like that? I think that's rude. You could have fed people. And who's serving tomato soup without a grilled cheese sandwich? Grilled cheese sandwich. Thank you, Omer Fudd. Now you've glued yourself to the wall. Okay. Well, this is where you live now. I hope you went to the bathroom beforehand. Because... My end game is not to cut you away from the wall. My end game, since you ruined uh, Sunflowers by Van Gogh, and I truly hope it isn't ruined, because if, if, it's, if it's actually destroyed, uh, here's, here's my plan. The museum has to continue, and what it needs is exhibits. So you destroyed the Van Gogh. We replaced the Van Gogh with you. These two girls are my new exhibit. So we take the painting off the wall, we send it to the restorers and hope that it works. We then do not remove these girls from the wall. We build a structure around them, a viewing capsule. And the viewing capsule has a, has a little window that you can look in and it's got a door so if they can get themselves off the wall, they can leave. We're not entrapping anybody. That would be wrong. We don't feed them. We don't worry about how they go to the bathroom. We don't worry about if they rip the skin off of their hand, leaving nothing but bone as if they were auditioning to be the stunt double for Skeletor. 
we leave them there. Because our end game is to not oblige their end game. I don't give a damn how much they hurt. I don't give a damn about their message. I don't give a damn about their pain. I don't give a damn about their cause. I don't give a damn about them. I do care and do give a damn that they just destroyed the art I want to see one day and I want to take my children to see. So they become the art. And we can call the exhibit schmucks on display. That's, that's what we call it. And then you walk by and you look in and you see them there. I don't know, maybe they'll be happy. Maybe they'll be sad. Maybe they'll be gnawing at the wall to try and get off the thing so they can finally go home. Oh, and we give you no cab fare either. You figure it out. In the same way I talk about the flash mobs here in the U.S., we have groups of people, kids and adults, who think they can walk in by, by the ones or the tens or the twenties and just steal everything in sight and nothing's going to happen to them? It is my take that we have to change the end game because their end game is based on the idea that we won't prosecute, that we won't go after them. We got to change that. I want my end game. Now, my end game isn't actually this. It's actually Bronx Tale. My end game, when 100 teenagers or 20-year-olds walk into a convenience store and think they can rob everything, my end game is to go full Chaz Palminteri, lock the door and say, now you can't leave. And then... We go about taking care of these 100 by every means at our disposal. Now you say to me, Tony, that's so violent. No, what's happening to our society is violent. I believe we have to end it, and I can't do it with social workers. You got 100 people who are um, in, in, a, in, a, in a convenience store stealing everything, Will the social worker, remember, they want to defund the police and then put it all towards this kind of, of person. Does a social worker walk in and say, hey, guys, I know you're in a lot of pain. Talk to me so I can feel your pain, too. I'm right here. Now, you think I'm making fun of social workers. I'm actually not making fun of social workers. There are plenty of social workers who have done incredible good and people who have benefited from social workers. My point to you is that person isn't going to last. They're going to get punched in the face and people are still going to steal. But if 100 people walk into the convenience store and they plan on robbing the place and five guys built three times the size of me come in behind them and lock the doors and then 15 guys come out from the back I think those 100 kids or or 20-somethings are going to learn a valuable lesson about what happens when you steal from that store. Now, you say to me, but Tony, in America, whoa, 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 whoa. I shared with you my end game. How I end that game. 
they never consider that possibility because they predicate their actions on your decency and mine. Their actions are predicated on the idea that you will still live by the code, the code of decency and humanity and morality and the American way, and you won't do those kinds of things. What I'm telling you is they have decided not to live by that code. So we got to show them, if you really want this, we'll also live by this code. But I'm here to tell you, you ain't going to like it no how. And then when they don't like it enough, it stops for at least a good 16 years. I mean, it's not going to last forever. I mean, you could kill a lot of terrorists another 16 years with another crop of them like, all right, let's try this again. Let's go be the most worthless human beings on planet Earth. You are shocked by what I'm saying. You're stunned. Some people are laughing at what I'm saying. What I am offering up is a philosophy. A philosophy of how impossibly a life should be lived. And it involves a recognition of endgame. Where are you going and how do you plan on getting there? And how will other people view that and see that? How would they try and stop you? If you step on their toes, what will they do to your toes? You know, this is nothing more than a takeoff uh, on the golden rule. Ryan, do you know the golden rule? I do know that one. What? Of course you do. Go ahead, Ryan. Treat others as you like to be treated. Do unto others as you would have done unto you. We're both saying the same thing. That was beautiful, Ryan. That was beautiful. Call, call your mother right now and say, hey, Ma, Sunday school finally paid off. Finally paid off on Tony Katz today. Who knew? Who knew that this would be the moment? But hot diggity. Good job. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Do unto others as they would do unto you or as you would have them do unto you. But if they're doing unto you in a bad way, why can't you just simply respond? Now, this will get a lot of consternation from people because this would go against turn the other cheek. Well, let me say for the record, I don't believe in turning the other cheek. I believe there's a time for prudence. I do believe there's a time to simply walk away. There is absolutely in this world a moment for grace. The 46th time somebody is looting a store by the 50 or by the 100, maybe grace isn't doing us the job we need. And you're right. It doesn't have to be violent. But I can think of a number of places where sometimes you got to respond. And if you disagree with me about how to handle the convenience stores, I'm willing to talk about it. Why don't we talk about it over at the museum? I hear there are these two morons that are glued to a wall. The exhibit is fantastic. Later, we'll get some soup. I'm Tony Katz. Turn it up! They can't stop attacking J.K. Rowling, you know, the author of Harry Potter. And uh, she, she's, she's a turf. She's a trans-exclusionary Radical feminist, because she believes that men are not women and women are not men, and that women should be allowed to be women and not be marginalized by these men who claim to be women. It was uh, Representative Tulsi Gabbard speaking this week at the Independent Women's Forum, making the same exact argument. 
you're in favor of men deciding they're women and going about winning in sports events and other things. You really do hate women. It's pretty obvious. So somebody sent her a, a tweet because, you know, that's, that's, how you, that's how you tell somebody what's what. How do you sleep at night knowing you've lost a whole audience from buying your books? To which J.K. Rowling responded, I read my most recent royalty checks and find the pain goes away pretty quickly. She wins. She, she wins, people. Winning is sometimes kind of wonderful. This Democratic candidate is not winning. Check out this mistake she made in a debate. Stop standing. Hold on, I'll do it again. Here it is. I will never stop standing up for Big Pharma and standing against my constituents. Oops, I said the quiet part loud and the loud part quiet. <laughs> standing up for Big Pharma, standing against my constituents. Oh, now you know why some people don't debate. TonyCats.locals.com. You should head over there. TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz today.